word of God. Your turn will come. Praise the Lord. Turn with me uh, once again to the book of Esther, chapter number 2. Esther, chapter number 2, verse 12 through to verse 14. Esther, chapter 2, verse 12 through to verse 14. The Bible says, Each young woman's turn came to go into the, uh, King Ahasuerus after she had completed 12 months preparation according to the regulation for the women. For thus were the days of their preparation uh, apportioned, six months with oil of mare and six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. Thus prepared, each young woman went to the king and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the women's quarters to the king's palace. In the evening, she went and in the morning, she returned to the second house of the women to the custard of Shegaz, the king's eunuch who kept the concubines. She would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and called for her by name. Your turn will come. That's the title or that is the lesson for today. So what we see here, we, we see the general teaching of, of the word of God that each and every one of us, there is assigned for us a set time. There is assigned for us opportunities that we need to seize. At any given time, we will have opportunities. Uh, at any given time, you know, your turn will come. But it is very, very important for you to have the revelation and the ability to discern when it is your turn. The ability to discern when it is your time. And one thing that you find there, uh, the first lesson on, these les on this lesson is this. Number one. The 10 came after preparation. So there was 12 months of preparation, then the 10 to appear before the king. So God in his wisdom will not bring you, you a 10. He will not bring me a 10 before the time for preparation. He will never get you into the deep end before opening a door and a chance for you to be prepared. Now what we do with the time that God gives us for preparation is entirely up to us. We can choose to prepare, we can choose not to prepare. But God in his wisdom will always give you and I an opportunity, a season and a time to be prepared. And for these ladies, it was 12 months. Six months for the oil, the mare oil, and the other six months, it was for perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. So all these women had equal time and opportunity to be prepared. They were all placed at the same time in the king's palace. They were all exposed to the very same environment, the same keeper of women. Everything was the same. And what they needed to do was to seize their opportunity and prepare themselves and get ready for the time that was coming. So God always gives his people a turn, a time to prepare before appearing before the king. So I want you to know that 
that while you are while you know there are no opportunities for you to stand before kings opportunities for you for business what are you doing with the time that god has given you because before the king god apportions for each and every one of us a time to be prepared a time for preparation so there will never be a turn that will overtake you before god gives you a time to be prepared god will never give you an exam paper to write an examination before taking you through the syllabus before giving you an opportunity to be prepared so each and every day that god gives us as a gift he is giving us an opportunity to prepare ourselves and remember the time of preparation is always longer than the time that we'll spend in the presence of the king preparation 12 months the 10 it was going to be only for one evening and that one evening is what they were being prepared for for 12 months so your time of preparation is always longer than the time that you need to showcase the 10 that is given to you to showcase the very same thing that you were prepared for so jesus said in the book of mark chapter number 3 verse 14 to 15 mark chapter number 3 verse 14 to 15 then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal the sick and to cast out demons right verse 14 he appointed the 12 that he might be with him so during the time of Jesus ministry he took men right 12 of them and he wanted to prepare them for the assignment that was going to come he wanted to prepare them for their turn their turn to be in ministry so they were not just called and released they were called and he had to be with them first he had to prepare them for the turn that was coming so if you know and you have faith that your turn is coming you need to be able to embrace with gladness with excitement with joy the time that is given to you to prepare it will you will never hear a voice you know shout out from heaven to tell you that this is your time for preparation as long as your turn has not yet come whatever time it is prepare yourself invest in yourself invest in learning invest in what god has appointed uh, for the set time so the 12 were appointed the 12 were brought to jesus so that he could prepare them for what was going to come jesus knew that he needed to have them make disciples remember when he called them follow me and i will make you fishers of men so i have fished you out and i am going to make you i am going to prepare you so that you are prepared when it is your turn when it is your opportunity to go out there and be a blessing praise god so they were not just going to be thrown into the deep end he had to walk the journey with them and if you read you know in the gospels you will see the progression of how they you know getting the concept how Jesus trained them he was with them he did not force them to pray initially he would go out and pray you know he would leave them sleeping he would go out and pray they were observing he would go and heal the sick while they were watching he would go and share the sermons while they were watching it was part of their preparation 
Sometimes your preparation has to be mental. It has to be emotional. Sometimes it is physical. Sometimes it is spiritual. So you need to always have the wisdom when you are in the presence of those that are making you. Even before they even tell you they are making you. When you are going about your day-to-day life, you have to be able to open up your eyes, look around, what lessons can I learn for what God has prepared for me in the future? So that when my turn comes, I will not be unprepared. Remember, 12 months will pass. Your turn will come whether you are prepared or not. Your turn will come. Your preparation does not you know, uh, determine the f- the very fact that or whether or not your turn will come. Your turn will come because time and chance happens to them all. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9, verse number 11. If you can go with me there, Ecclesiastes chapter number 9, verse number 11. It says, I returned and saw under the sun. The race is not to the swift. Whether you are obese or you, you train every day, you don't train every day, you are lazy, you are not lazy. The race is not to the swift. Your opportunity to race will come. Your turn to race will come. Nor the battle for the strong. Okay? It doesn't matter whether you are weak or strong. There will be an opportunity. There will be your turn to get in there and fight. No bread to the wise. No riches to men of understanding. No favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. Which means riches don't come to men of understanding only. You can be a foolish man and still be rich. The Bible is very clear. It gives us a very good example of a man by the name Nabal. He got the riches. His turn to prosper. His turn to acquire wealth came. But the man was not prepared in his mind. The man was not prepared in his emotions. The man was not prepared to handle the riches. He was not prepared to handle the riches. And he almost lost all those riches because of his foolishness. Because he could not deal you know, with the headsman from David. Wisdom lacked. And he died prematurely because, not because God had not given him a turn, but because he was not wise enough to handle that which God had appointed. So the Bible then says, but time and chance happen to them all. Time and chance happen to them all. Your time, if you are the lady in this, you know, um, in this place together with Esther, everything has been given to you, uh, you know, opportunities to get prepared has been availed to you. What you do with the oil is entirely up to you. What you do with the perfume is entirely up to you. The Bible says whatever they desired, it was given to them. Whether you use it or you don't use it, whether you prepare yourself mentally or not, it's entirely up to you. You can attend the class, but it doesn't mean that those who attend the class are actually grasping the concept. You can be in the company of the great, but it doesn't mean that when you're in the company of the great, you are gleaning the lessons. Judas was part of the class of Jesus, but it did not mean that Judas was absorbing the information, the wisdom that you know was being given to him. It is a choice to learn. It is a choice to actually change. The word of God, although it has the ability to change you, but the actual change is a choice. You choose to change or not to change. You can be in the presence of Jesus and still go back home the same. The Pharisees were always in the presence of the master, but they were not all changed. 
Sometimes they just remain themselves because change is never forced. Change is something that you willingly accept and you willingly, you know, uh, expose yourself to in order for you to be able to handle your turn when your turn comes. This is the message. Your turn will come. You don't even need to pray for opportunities. You don't need to even pray for your turn. You don't even need to say, God, bring me my turn. God, bring me my opportunity. No, but the prayer should instead be, Lord, I want you know, the grace to be able to discern my opportunity when it comes because I know it will come. I know the turn will come, but I want to be able to know that this is the turn because our turns sometimes are not packaged in the very same way that we want. Our tents sometimes are not packaged the way we would have wanted. They are not packaged the same way. Your neighbor, yourself, your wife, yourself, sometimes is completely different. But the truth of the matter is your turn will come. The question is, when it comes, will you be prepared for it? Will you be prepared for your turn? Jesus prepared himself because he knew his turn was going to come. From the very same day the prophecy was given for his coming, in Genesis chapter number 3, verse 15, the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. We may say that that was the release of the word and that was probably the beginning of the preparation. We are looking at it from what is written in scripture, but we know in the wisdom of God that is the lamp of God that was slain before the foundation of the ages. But from the time the prophetic word was released, he needed to prepare himself for what was coming. So when he came, manifested in the flesh, still he needed to walk the earth for 30 years, preparing himself for the ministry. He knew his turn was going to come. You know your turn is coming. What are you doing in terms of preparing yourself? What are you doing? Because the time of preparation, you will never hear somebody says, now it is the time for you to be prepared. You just have to know because my turn is coming, I'm going to invest myself and my time in preparing myself. What kind of preparation sometimes do you need for your turn that is coming? Like I said, Jesus said, I'm, you are my disciples. But at the end of his ministry, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, he says, I'm sending you to go out and make disciples. So you see, I was in the role of discipling you. See how I handled criticism. See how I confronted the Pharisees. See how I handled myself in the face of opposition. How I cared for those who followed me. Now, he was saying, prepare. Did you see? It's not going to be about the following. It's not going to be about the multitudes. Because sometimes we love the, 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 the glamour. We love the splendor. But we don't love the times of accusations. The times when we are misunderstood. The times when we are judged. The times when we have to run away. The times when we have to pull ourselves you know, out and have time to pray. Sometimes we don't need that. But you need to learn. That it's not going to be all beautiful and all glamorous. There will be times when you are going to suffer shame for my name's sake. Are you going to be prepared? You want to start a business? You're all excited about starting a business. But are you prepared? Because the turn to be a businessman will come. But the question is, are you prepared enough for the stress that comes with it? 
for the challenges that comes with it, for the decisions that come with it. Are you prepared enough that when there are no contracts, how are you going to handle that? When you go into the valley of business, because that's part of the turn. The turn, the coming of the turn, it's not all about, wow, it's going to be amazing. Remember, Esther, the office, or all of you rather, not only Esther, all of you, the office that you want to occupy, there was somebody who was in that office whose turn came but did not have the wisdom to remain in that position. So the coming of the ten is, praise God, is important, it's amazing, but while the coming of the ten has taken place, do you have the capacity to keep yourself in that moment, in that position, in that ten? Are you going to be humble enough to be able to walk in that ten? Because your ten will come. Remember, when the time that has been set arrives, it doesn't matter whether you are prepared or not. Your turn has already come. Matthew chapter 25, the story of, you know, those ladies. Let's, let's just quickly go there, uh, the virgins. Let's, let's, let's quickly just get there. Your turn will come to get married. So it's not really about the turn. The issue is when the turn comes and finally you are in that house, the turn has come. Do you have the wisdom to keep that marriage? Because your turn will definitely come. Your turn will come. Are we there, Matthew? Chapter 25. I'm there. I'm sure you are already there. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was held. So they all slumbered and slept. The ones who were prepared, the ones who were not prepared, all of them, they slumbered. All of them slept, but others slept prepared others slept unprepared. And when the set time, the bridegroom did not say, well, I have to delay because they are not yet ready. Oh, you know, what can I do to wildlife time because, you know, there are others that are not ready. When the set time came, when the turn came, it was their turn to be in the presence of the bridegroom. Others were prepared and others were not prepared. The turn came. But the question is not always about the coming of the ten because that's a given. It's a guarantee. Your ten will come. Stop praying about the ten coming. Look at yourself. Examine yourself. Are you prepared for that ten? If you are to be given an opportunity by your managing director today, are you prepared for it? If you are today to be given an opportunity to run a business, are you prepared for it? Or all you are crying and praying to God for is the coming of the ten. And you forget that before the ten, the greater time has to be spent preparing yourself because your ten will come. So preparation is a sign of faith. And it is a sign that we know and we are assured that God gives tens to his people at his set time, at his given time. Praise God. It is important to know that your turn will come. Now, how you handle 
that 10 will entirely be, uh, you know, it will be a reflection of how well prepared you were for that 10. Some of us have had opportunities. The good news is that there is not one 10, there is not one opportunity. You know, we serve a God who always gives us opportunities. But some of, some of us, we have had opportunities. We walked out from them because we're not prepared for them. Some of us feel like we're never given opportunities. You can't tell me that, you know, 40 years down the line, you never got a 10. You, you can't tell me that 50 years down the line, you never got a 10. You got a 10. Some of the 10s, they are not big, but they are 10s that are coming and they are preparing you for the other 10s and for the other 10 and for the other 10 and for the other 10. When the 10 came and there was an opportunity for, you know, there was an opening to be in the palace, they first of all called for virgins. That was the first opening, the first 10. We want virgins. And those who had prepared themselves, kept themselves, they embraced that ten. So it was the first ten to get into the palace. And that ten is what opened the door to another ten. Are you seeing this? Every person who kept themselves a virgin during the time of Jesus, you know, before Jesus actually was born, probably everyone was saying, oh, it could be this one. Maybe the Messiah is going to come through this one. Maybe the Messiah is coming, going to come through this one. And those who moved on, lost their virginity, you know, already you are out of the fulfillment of the prophecy because it was prophesied as the virgin shall be with a child. You need at all times to keep yourself in the game. At all times, keep yourself in the game for your turn that is coming. Praise the Lord. Keep yourself. Are you? Because your turn, when it comes, it will come and it will come in form of a problem that needs to be solved. So the ten will not just, you know, avail itself as glamorous and as beautiful. There will be a problem that will need to be solved. There is a problem that King Ahasuerus has. He doesn't have a wife. He is lonely. There is a problem the nation has. The nation does not have a queen who is prepared to bring a solution to that problem. Tens are problems that needs to be solved. When you say this is my ten, you are simply saying that there is a problem that I'm equipped enough, that I've prepared enough to solve. Your ten will not just come and you are just put there, you have not solved any problem, you have not addressed any need, and you are just there. There is a need that needs to be addressed. There is a problem that needs to be solved. Do you love solving problems? Or you run away from problems? Are you a person who says, well, me, I don't want to be, you know, uh, I don't want to be controversial myself. I don't want, do you know, I was listening to, I think it was Joel Austin a couple of days ago, who said that Jesus is the most controversial person to have ever lived. More than 2,000 years after he's gone, his teachings are still controversial. Of course, in the way that we view them, we still can't interpret them perfectly. People still argue about his existence. People still argue whether he's a Messiah or not. You know, so your turn will come. It will bring controversy. You better embrace that because it comes with the turn. Persecution comes with the turn. Being misunderstood comes with the turn. You want to be at the head of the organization. Are you prepared to be misunderstood? Oh, you want to be the guy who is healing the sick. Are you prepared to be labeled by the other quarters 
that you are casting out devils using demons and Beelzebub. Are you prepared for that? Because that comes with your turn. And that is part of the preparation. Emotionally, you have to be prepared for the turn. Spiritually, you need to be prepared for the turn. You need to be prepared for your turn so that when it comes, you will not run away from it. You will embrace it because definitely your turn will come. The very employees, sometimes they'll say, well, he doesn't pay enough. They'll judge you. They'll attack you. They'll think the company is making a lot of money. Are you prepared? Because it comes with your turn. Are you prepared to hold in there and say, well, Lord, I still, I'm going to embrace my turn and I'll be more than excited to do it because it will come. It's part of the turn. Praise God. So you need the wisdom to discern your turn and your time. The good thing about these guys who were these ladies in the, in the chambers of the king, uh, they, they didn't really have to, to worry about the time, you know. They just knew that it's 12 months. But for you and me, we don't know when the turn will come. But we, we, we need this discernment because the Bible says we have received the Holy Ghost in us. And the Holy Ghost's presence in us is not just to get us to speak in tongues. No. It's part of what we do. Edify ourselves in the Holy Ghost. We speak in tongues. But the Holy Spirit also helps us to discern the time and the opportunities. Helps us to discern the times and the seasons and the opportunities when we ought to shine and when we ought to um, avail ourselves and present ourselves even to the king. So even after the 12 months, they still needed to take turns to get into the chambers of the king. They did not all go at the same time. We may be in the same church, but we will not go on all at the same time. We may be at the same company. We may not all be promoted at the same time. Your turn will still come. You still have to present yourself before the king at different times. You don't need to be jealousy. That's what we learn from this. When you see the other lady going first, don't say, well, is the king going to like me? I'm the last, you know, uh, at the least. And uh, I'll probably, the king will probably would have made his, his decision. Or maybe by the time I get in there, the king is already tired. Or, you know, there the, are the times when we are jealousy, when we see other people, you know, their turn has come. They're rising, they're going, they're soaring. And we, we begin to question God, is my turn going to come? Well, your turn will come. Instead of wasting your time trying to figure out whether or not your turn will come, instead of wasting your time, you know, doubting God, instead of wasting, are you prepared? God, will I have a child? What are you doing now to invest yourself and preparing yourself for your turn that is coming? Because your child will come. It has been promised. God has said it. He gives us gifts. It is a given. Your child will come. The question is, are you prepared for him when he comes? Have you invested in yourself in knowledge? How are you going to handle the child who is going to come? How are you going to handle whatever is going to come? You see, sometimes we, we get so worried. And finally, when God gives us the gift, and we, we, we realize we are not prepared for it. I, I wasn't prepared. Why? Because the time that was given to you to be prepared, you used it to worry, you used it to whine, you used it you know, to, to complain, 
So if you see another person's name being called and says, it is your turn, can you come into the quarters of the king? If you, it is not your turn, clap hands for those whose turn has, has, has come. Someone said jealousy is thinking that someone is being uh, promoted at your own expense. Someone is being lifted at your own expense. God does not have only one blessing. God does not only have one opportunity. And sometimes because we are jealousy, we may fail. You throw tantrums and leave the place where names are being called. And you are in the bathroom. You're all crying, God, why me? Why me? And meanwhile, they are calling out. Then, are you there? Then, it is your turn. Then, it is your turn. Where is then? Then is busy complaining. And then is in the mountain crying to God for a turn. I hope you're hearing me. Sometimes we miss our opportunities, our times to shine, our judgment is clouded because of the deception of the enemy. Guess what happened? After Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal, Jezebel just sent a word. Elijah, after a great victory, he was at his weakest. Je Jezebel says, I'm coming after you, I'm going to kill you. And now he's saying, God, I'm the only one who is left and he is crying, he is worried, he is this. And, and because of that, it became difficult for him to get the voice of the Lord. It was difficult for him. He was like, I'm the only one who is left. God says, well, that's what you think. I've got 400 more. I'm sure there were 400. We have not bowed down to Baal. Don't think you're the only one. Run your race. It is your turn. Their turn will also come. Praise God. Their turn will also come. And to those who are in positions of authority, look back and say to those who are behind you and those that you are discipling, I may be discipling you today, but your turn is coming. Your turn, it will help you if you are a soul. When you know that when God gives you a position to be king, you are not a king for life. David also was given the same word that you are also going to be king. The very same word God gave you, the very same word for the very same company was given to somebody else. Come on, this is interesting. This is actually beautiful. This is beautiful. There's somebody that God spoke to about Grace Chapter that you will be the leader of Grace Chapter. The very same word God spoke to me. He said it to somebody else. The problem comes when Dan feels like, well, I have to be the leader of Grace Chapter Church for life. And now when that one that God has raised and that one that God has spoken to, when their turn comes and Dan wants to hold on to that place because God spoke to me. Yes, God spoke to you. It is true. He spoke to you. It is true that it was you that God wanted, but for a set time. And now it is a time for another person. When God called me to ministry, God didn't tell, tell me about leading Grace Chapter Church. God told me that he is calling me to be a minister of the new covenant, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In what, what capacity? He didn't mention. So I can minister in this capacity today, tomorrow in this capacity, to other day, the other capacity. The problem with us African governments today is because people lead. And they don't realize that the same opportunity, God wants somebody to lead again. They feel because God said, they'll be telling you, I'm holding on to the word of God. I'm holding on to the word of God. Yes, the word of God, you may hold on to it, 
But look, the word of God is mobile. The word of God is mobile. The same God who says, Saul, it is time for you. Using the same mouthpiece, Samuel, is the same God who spoke to David. Using the same mouthpiece, Samuel, and said to him, your opportunity and your turn has come. But Saul fought David because Saul felt, I am the only one because God says I am the guy. Your turn will come. This is wisdom. This is wisdom. You have to know that this is my turn. Do the most at the place that God has given you. All right? Do the most at the place that God has given you. The only thing that does not have the turn and all that, it is marriage. It's still death do us part. But again, if you lack wisdom in that marriage and you just sit there and do nothing and you don't, you don't, you don't do the best, you don't serve your spouse well, you take your marriage for granted. Well, because I'm married, this is it. It's, it's actually the attitude that you find, especially with Christian uh, um, you know, women, believing women. When they get in, into marriage, they say, well, you, you had the vows till death do us part. That's it. You know, I don't need to, to perfect anything. I don't need to fix even the men as well. I'm telling you, I'm not prophesying. He will leave you or she will leave you. I, I'm telling you, she will leave you. He will leave you and ask forgiveness from God and move on with their life. You don't want to hear this, I know. You don't want to hear this. But I'm telling you the truth. The truth that you know. Right? The truth that you know. Praise God. Uh-huh. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You, you, you better get this. You better hear this and know that your, your turn is coming and because your turn is coming, you need to be prepared for that which God has. And don't be jealousy when it is another person's turn. I've got another guy um, who became so jealousy of me because at some point he had pastored me. I was just a member in his church. Um, you know, he was pastoring where I was a member. I was going, uh, I think I was doing my, my, my secondary school education. And then... I then got into ministry, God opened opportunities for me. I needed to share the same platform with him and a whole lot of things. And, and, and he became jealousy of me. He, he became, uh, he was resentful towards me. Why? Because he didn't have the wisdom that the same God who called him is still speaking and still call another person. I've always said this in everywhere, where, where I teach, where I minister, that today you will be in, in the pews. You are listening to me today. But tomorrow is going to be you and me sitting next to each other, sharing the word of God. The other day, it's not going to be you and me. I'll be seated and you'll be doing the ministry. I'll be writing the notes because it is your turn. And I should be able to clap hands and say your turn has finally come. Praise the Lord. Praise. Be prepared. So your turn comes with opposition. Your turn comes with accusations your your term comes with your turn comes with its own battles so it is not only the glamour the beauty the beautiful things it also comes with the difficult things uh, jesus made it that made that very very clear um when he said john chapter 15 verse 18 to 20 john chapter 15 verse 18 to 20 he says if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you. So 
you better be ready for it. Okay? You're going to make disciples. The world will hate you. But when the world hates you, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, be, be, be equipped. Know that it hated me first. You are not the first person to be hated. So stop throwing a pity party. You know, you are not the first person to have a management that does not like you. You are not the first person. You are not the first person to be fired or retrenched. You are not the first person. After you, it will be your turn to be fired. Another person's turn to be fired. Another person to be retrenched. But the good news is, while that door is closed, there is another turn that is opening. While that door is closing, another turn is, is happening. Guess what happens? You know, right now someone says, well, I was retrenched at my workplace. You know, they are changing. I was retrenched. This is happening. It's another opportunity for another person where you were retrenched, where you were fired. Someone is saying, praise the Lord. An opportunity has opened. And you have to replace someone again who was fired somewhere. That's how it goes. Time and chance happen to them all. It's just going over and over again. And at all times, give thanks to the Lord. When you go through diverse testings and temptations, give thanks to the Lord. Not, not sometimes, but at all times, give thanks to the Lord because He is good and He's always giving you a turn, a chance to shine. Now, so He says, if you were hated, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. So next time when they persecute you for my name's sake, don't come to me and say, God, you have abandoned me. No. If they persecuted you, me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Now look at now what happens. Acts chapter 5, verse 41 to 42. Acts chapter 5, verse 41 to 42. This is beautiful. Finally, these guys are now making disciples. It's now persecution time. Guess what happens? For they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They left rejoicing. They did not left with their faces down. They did not ask God questions. They did not say, God, this is, is this what you meant? They the the tend to be performing miracles. They tend to be pre preaching to multitudes. Remember, they had seen Jesus preach to multitudes. 5,000 people listening to him. 3,000 people listening to him. And the next thing, Peter, at the day of Pentecost, he is preaching to 3,000 people, more than 3,000 people, because 3,000 people were the ones who were added. So he is this mega preacher. He is leading, you know, a mega church. But guess what? Mega preaching, mega church, just as it was with Jesus, comes with mega persecution, mega tem temptations, mega problems, mega attacks, mega everything. Check on social media today. There is not a man of God who is not attacked. There is not a man of God who is not accused. So if you are shying away from accusation, you, you want to play it safe, you know, you want to keep it safe, you don't want controversy, my friend, you are not walking in the fullness of what God has given you. By the way, you don't go and seek after controversy. 
controversy will find you if you are fulfilling what God has given you. If you are declaring the truth of God's word, controversy will find you. Controversy will, will, will knock whenever you are at the top. Some say you will become the topic. Sometimes when you are there at the top, you will become the topic. People will talk about you. Why? Because you are at the top. All right? This understanding will help you. I, I lead a very good church, but I know that I've got members in my church who talk bad about me. I know it. It's a given. It's part of leadership. Right? You are leading a company. Just know that there are some employees. They don't tell you. They smile at you, but they don't like you. It comes with your turn. It is part of your turn. It is part of that opportunity. When you say, God, I'm ready for my turn, you're simply saying, God, I'm ready for the persecution. God, I'm ready for the shame. God, I'm ready for the accusations. God, I'm ready for the controversy. God, I'm ready at your workplace. The people that are your subordinates, the very same attitude you had with your manager, you know, ah, he's giving me a lot of work. This guy is not understanding. Somebody is saying the same thing about you. It comes with the turn. Okay? It comes with it doesn't matter how good you are. They don't have to say that because you are bad. Jesus was very good, but still it happened to him. It comes with your turn. Do you understand what comes with your turn? This is what comes with your turn. So X again. Okay. Verse 42. And daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. If you read verse verse 40, 39, 40. The Bible says that they were told and commanded not to preach in the name of the Lord ever again. They were persecuted, you know, they were beaten, they were commanded not to do it, but they left that place and they were joyful, they were excited and said, Thank you, Jesus. You found us worthy to suffer shame for your name's sake. What a blessing. This is what comes with your turn. Do you know what comes with your turn? If you know what comes with your turn, you will be excited. You will be happy because you know that no matter what you go through, it happened first to your Lord and your Savior. And if it comes to you, you count it all joy. It is an opportunity and a reason for you to celebrate because your turn will come. So Esther, hang in there. They are calling out names. Other people are coming. Hold on. Your turn is coming. Hold on. Your turn is coming. There may be other ladies in that room that are more beautiful than you are. There may be other ladies in that room that look like they are. There may be other ladies in that room that have got the ID that says Pasia that are not slaves. There may be other ladies in that room that are coming from very good families. There may be other ladies in that room that are coming from a you know, very good place. But remember, your turn is coming. Hang in there. Give thanks unto the Lord. Say to yourself, my turn is coming and I am prepared for it. I'm excited because the 12 months I, I'm holding on. I did everything that I needed to do. I perfected my skill. I perfected, you know, my, yes, I perfected my skill. Now I'm ready for my turn. Joseph, don't try and force your way into the battle. When they send you to go and take care of the sheep of your father, Gladly go there. Prepare yourself. Invest there. Your turn will come. How it comes? Well, God knows how it's going to come. But what I like about David is David descend when it was his turn. There was discernment. He was able to descend. This is my opportunity. 
He did not, you know, try and, and, and negotiate and find a way to get into the army. No, he, he descended and he saw this Goliath and he, he knew that that's, that is the ten. This is my time. This is my ten. This is my opportunity. I can deal with this guy. I can deal with Goliath. This is all that I've been investing and training myself for. So church, your ten is coming. The tens come in form of problems. That's how you see your ten. If there's a problem in the palace, it may be your ten. Joseph, there's a king outside who is confused about the dream. Well, it is your ten to interpret the dream. You have been interpreting the dreams of other people before. But guess what? Your ten has finally come. It may be your out-of-jail card, right? It may be your jail a free ticket. It may be your opportunity to leave the place of, you know, um, a place of loneliness. It may be your opportunity to leave a place that is despised as you take and seize the opportunity. But if you say, well, if, if, if you want me uh, to, 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 to interpret what am I going to get out of it, if you are, you are motivated by what you get out of it, sometimes you may miss your turn and your opportunity. And when Joseph went there, he thought, well, I'm just going there to be in the presence of the king, interpret the dream. But, well, he gave wisdom. And the king needed a person to solve the problem and to be able to gather everything, you know, for the time that was coming of famine. The king says, well, who else can I get? You are the man of wisdom. If you're able to interpret the dream, it is again another 10. So you are not only out of prison, now you have got a position in the government you don't only have a position in the government you also next to me you're not only next to me you determine who gets food you see one ten opened another term and another term and another ten and another ten and another ten another opportunity giving birth to another opportunity and another opportunity giving birth to another opportunity be faithful with the little opportunities that god avails to you little and small tens just be there follow the instruction invest in learning, in training, and in preparation because definitely your turn will come. Don't be jealousy when God is lifting up other people. Celebrate people's greatness. Celebrate their opportunities. Celebrate their rising. Celebrate what God is doing in their lives. Celebrate them when they receive their testimonies. Don't ask why. Instead, prepare yourself because preparation is an expression of the faith that you know that God makes all things good in his time and preparation is an opportunity it's an expression rather of faith and your knowledge that god will give me my turn and my turn is coming and you need discernment to know that it is your turn and it is your time remember every time all the times that we are here for you and that we care would love to hear from you we want to hear your testimonies what god is doing in your life we want to know how best we can be a blessing to you because the church of Jesus Christ is the body of Christ. It is a family. We wouldn't want a situation where the hand is going through a challenging time and the other does not help. We don't want a situation where the leg is going through a hard time and the whole body, you know, turns a blind eye. We are here. We care. And we want to know what is happening in your life. Let us know where you need prayers so that we pray with you. And right now, I'm just going to pray with you from wherever you are. And thank God for your turn that is coming. 
And I also want to pray that, you know, you, you have the discernment, your eyes are opened to know the day of your visitation so that when it comes, you won't miss it. Through complaining, through murmuring, prepare yourself emotionally, mentally, physically. Whatever sort of preparation that is needed, prepare yourself. Remember, being a disciple is a good preparation to be able to be a discipler. I'm calling you so that I disciple you because your turn to disciple is coming. If I've been patient with you, even when you become a discipler, you will learn to be patient with those that you've discipled because everything, problems, good things, the crowd, the happy things, whatever it is, it comes with the turn. Father, I just thank you for the time that we had just to fellowship around your word and to share the wisdom of God to be able to be relevant in this world that we are in. And we thank you because through this wisdom, we will be faithful ambassadors of the very riches that you have deposited on our inside. I pray for each and every person listening to me right now. Lord, I pray for those who are sick in their bodies and I release a word of healing in the name of Jesus. I command every form of sickness, pain and disease to leave your body and I speak the truth of God in your body, the truth of God in your flesh, the truth of God even in your mind. I command right now a renewal of the mind through the word that is read through the word that is heard. Thank you, Father, for victory for your people. While the word, world is going through all this chaos, Lord, we thank you because it is an opportunity to solve the problems that the world is going through. And for others, it is their turn to shine. It is their turn to rise. It is their turn to actually assume the places of responsibilities, the positions of honor and responsibility. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' wonderful name. Let God's people say amen. Come on, let me see you shout amen. Uh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you everybody for watching. I can see you have been watching. I can see 